Let's get up in this shit. Yeah, hey, uh... Hey, oh. Wait, wait a minute. Chris, is that... Is that Steve yeah. Ushimi? Yeah. What up, SB? Where's he going? He's running so fast. Steve. Right? Later, man. Hey, 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 stop. Stop right there. Hello? Do you do you have invitations or press passes? If you um, don't have press passes, I can't... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. Um... Dave, uh, we'll take two press passes, please. Yeah, two, uh, two, two. Yeah, 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 two, two press no, passes, please. No, 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 yeah. no. I, I need you to show me your press passes. Um, uh, hold, I got this, Chris. Uh, yeah, sir, yeah. if you'll go to anchor.fm backslash horrorhouse, I think those credentials are worth more than a boring press pass. I'm, uh, if you want yeah, to make I'm your own, I have to ask you to. Leave, turn around, just leave now, please. And um, I'm gonna have to decline. Uh, I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna choose Dave. I'm gonna choose Dave's side. Yeah, yeah, I got to. Yes, yeah, I got uh, two idiots trying to breach the front entrance. Uh, am I uh, clear to escalate? Es escalate? <gasps> escalate? Okay, listen. We're the horror house, man. We're just trying to spread the horror locally, nationally, globally. Yeah. You know, so uh, what better place to do than the uh, the uh, the Emmys? The Tonys. It's the Oscars. Oh, nice. That's that's literally what I just said. What? Whatever that one. Anyway, just let us in, man. We'll be super fast in and out. We've got like. 20 fucking chuddies to hand out and <laughs> yeah, then we'll be good. Dude, like two hours tops. At the least. Okay, what the fuck? What are chuddies? Okay, guys. Enough. Fuck it. You two will leave now. You've got three seconds to comply. Oh, shit. This is like Robocop the boardroom? Dave with the fucking... Dave, give me a gun. So it's like, oh no, quit you me at 209, and I'm this is like, no, it's a glitch, it's a glitch. I know you're a Robocop stand, but I'm gonna say no on this one. Three? All right, fine, fine, we'll leave. I mean, I could deflect your bullets with my fucking sweet kung fu skills. Wouldn't be the first time I've roundhouse kicked a bullet out of existence, but uh, no, I don't think I will. Not today, not for you two. Uh -oh. All right, all right. We'll just go do our own fucking award show without these stuck-up fucking celebrities and boring three-hour, like, oh, no, it's black and white, and I'm going to cry bullshit. Way better than your stupid movies. Uh, what What is this award show again? The MTV Movie Awards. It's the fucking Oscars. God damn it. That's what I okay. said. Okay, one, just go. Leave for the love of fucking Christ oh, okay. right now. Okay. okay, we'll God leave. Damn. Dave, let's Get go. Get uptight about it. Let's go. We'll go fucking do our own. We'll have our own award show, Chris. Yeah. yeah. With alcohol and titties. And it'll be free on the internet. Fuck yeah. Fuck.
Hello and welcome to the Horror House Podcast. I'm Slash. I am not Axel Rose because I'm afraid that that dude would sue me and us and the podcast, all of us listening. Um, oh, Chris, I was sending you vibes, man. I was I was sending you vibes. I wanted you to say burn, slash burn. Oh, we can I, rebrand. We can, we can be like uh, uh, Ricky Bobby and be like, <laughs> I'm Slash and I'm burn. Yeah. Oh my god, like Slash opposite opposite, opposite shoulder tattoos so that when photo ops come up, we just like back to back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, how you know cool what? would that be, man? That would actually be really cool. I take it back. Fuck Axel Rose. <laughs> I'm burn. <laughs> Slash and burn. Nice. Nice. Uh, we are here, man. We made it. We made it. I don't know how given everything that's happened, but we are here at the end of season two, the end of season two, but the first Dave, the first annual Chuddy awards are here. They're upon us. They're upon everybody. They're just flopping. When I first, like when I first threw out the idea of the award show, I was really just half fucking kidding. But here we are, man, with the Chuddy's award show, the season two finale. Thank you. Thank you to the rabble for listening. Uh, you know, uh, it's been such a great year. It, this We've had so much fun doing this. And now it's time to recognize the excellence in the movies that we have selected so far. Yes. <sighs> but also to uh, self-indulge a little bit, if you if you will. We got a couple, uh, we got a couple, um, like, what would you say, like, segments of awards to, to go through tonight. And yeah, like any good award show, we've made our own rules. We've made our own awards. I mean, uh, verbally, we didn't 3D print some awards to send to famous people because they, they, I'm sure they would not care. (laughs) So, uh, plus uh, I have a restraint in order. Uh, that uh, we can't talk about that online. On Star- sorry, sorry, Steve. But sorry, SB. Can I just say SB? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's for Here the best. We are. <laughs> so, if you want to, if uh, if you want to comment on, if you want to comment on the awards we're giving out tonight, the movies we've done this season, uh, suggestions moving forward, things you liked that you didn't like, or just to say, you know, a shout out. Uh, You can hit us up on social medias. You can hit us. You do you. It's cool. Disgusting. (laughs) Uh, You can hit us up on Twitter at Whorehouse2. Note there's two of us. Yes. Also, go to, well, go to, I don't know how many emails work. You can email us at horrorhousepodcast at gmail.com. If you're on Facebook, you can find the Horror House page on Facebook and leave us a message or comment on a post. And finally, if you want us to hear your sultry tones from your vocal cords, go Direct your browser to anchor.fm slash horrorhouse and you can leave us a voice message that 
you know, in a future episode may get played by, you know, by me, by Dave, by God, who knows, the horror gods may deem it, they may deem it so, so go there, do that, like us on all the things, um, but I think without any further ado, Dave, uh, let's, let's have all yes. the, let's have the rabble one more time this season, listen to our fantastic new ad before we throw the first annual chuddies right in their face, right in their face. I'm and ready. I'm ready. Let's hear it. And here we go. We're going to jump right in our first group of categories, the basic bitch categories. <laughs> uh, so here we go. Vanilla categories, best makeup and effects. Uh, I went with the mummy. Uh, I think this just, it's solid. I like the four eyes effect. Could have been done a little bit better. I like right. the chick's makeup. I like the sucking the soul out of the the cops and, and all that stuff. I, I, thought, I thought it was solid. All right. For me, I went super, like, what would that be? 30 years prior <laughs> to Tom Savini and Dawn of yeah. the Dead. 78 the OG um, my runner-up uh, we're gonna do some runners-up here and there not everyone but uh, my runner-up I think maybe both of our runner-up for this one is uh, Night of the Demons 1988 because yes. um, wow there was some great there's some great stuff in that um, I kind of skipped over Dawn of the Dead but I mean I, I, you've watched it we've all watched it it, it it looks like melted crayons and spots, but it's endeared to us. You can't not do it. It's, a, it's for me. So I think the 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 skin tone of the zombies is the only place that Don the Dead kind of lets you down. Yeah, and and that none of them really look like decayed or anything like that. Yeah. So that's the only place Don the Dead lets you down. But the decay of zombies didn't come till later in the evolution of filmmaking. You know, it's step, step, step. So let's Chris, get, what's our next category? The next one, we're going with best kill, which for, before we go any further, we are in agreement on some of these. Uh, some of them were not, so we got some sway in one award or two awards. But for Kill, we're both in agreement. Linnea Quigley in Night of the Demons, when she kills the jock, when she's uh, doing some some sexual things to him, and pokes her goddamn thumbs through his eyes, right through. Uh, right, it's so, right through it's such eyeballs. a good effect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's such a good effect. And anything with the eyes, you know, some people are super sensitive to eyeball torture. So. Yes. Um, so good. And great, great kill. And it's Linnea Quigley. So, you can't go wrong. My, my second wife. <laughs> yeah. Dave, next category. What do we got? Um, now we got best death, which is a little different than kill. Um, but. You, kind yeah maybe, yeah, you told maybe it's just a way for us to maybe it's just a way for us to get you know multiple kills as uh, top awards i mean so, yeah. you kind of opened my eyes because i'd forget which one it was at first best death or best kill or whatever uh but you're like i see them as two different things and then i was like huh and then so here we are 
Yes. <laughs> and again, uh, this. Wow. Go for it. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. So, this one we we had a difference in this one, but mm-hmm. we both came from the same movie. Um, back to Dawn of the Dead. I went with the zombie head explosion in the Dawn of the Dead when they're raiding the projects. And uh, one of the cops shoots the the zombie head, and it just explodes in a Mm -hmm. fountain of gore. Um, I actually rated it higher than the scanner's head pop. Ooh, I see. Which is which is hard to do. It's hard to do. The scanner's head pop is really good, but the Michael Ironsides and the facial expressions he makes just. Adds just a, just enough levity to it that I, yeah. I came here for my best death. <laughs> and Chris, your best death? My best death, same movie, Dawn of the Dead, OG seventy eight, uh, is Roger's death. Um, some weight to this one. Um, it takes some time, which is kind of uh, still, you know, almost. I guess we're working towards thirty five something years later. Uh, is a thing that doesn't really happen in horror movies where you build up to somebody dying who's like they're infected in this case and then they die you know several minutes later and man Roger gotta listen to some Brian Adams when that when that happens and but speaking of Brian or, Adams, or what one, a fucking segue, Dave. We what a fucking, what a fucking segue. Best segue of the season. If that was an award, it would be right here. I wish I did that on purpose. <laughs> but the, the next... Chef's kiss, chef's yes, kiss for that segue. Oh my God, I accept them all. The best soundtrack of season two of Whorehouse is none other... Dave, tell him. I can't even tell him. I'm too excited. Come on, man. Let, let them have it. We've got some good soundtracks in this one. Yeah, um, there's some great I'm looking ones. looking at you, Chud 2. Runner Crash, up. Cronenberg. It's Black Roses. 19, I forget. <laughs> 88. 88, okay. Um, 1988. Lizzie Borden. Uh, it's hard to beat hair, hair rock, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. If you just listened to that advertisement um, for a whorehouse a, little, a couple minutes ago, you would know kind of what Lizzie Borden sounds like. Um, but, oh, some great, great, great hair rock songs. And put some put some makeup effects with that, and it's like, woo, this is fun times. This is fun goddamn horror movie times. The 80s was a special time. Big hair and guitar licks. What what could be better? Oh my god. My two favorite things. You know what one of my favorite things are? Bad guys. And our next category is the best villain. Uh, So I went with James Spader in Wolf. I think I kind of threw you for a um, you did a curveball when I when I called that one out. But he's such a good job. He's he's blends both that conniving guy with 
confidence and menace, and especially when he wolfs out later and he's in the police station and um, and James Spader is my boy. Uh, before he was Ultron, he was a werewolf. <laughs> I think you mean before he was a, go, a car crash uh, pervert. <laughs> That's where I'm going well, from. Uh, that too. That too. Um, we've all got. We've got all got a little bit of car crash. It, ta- it takes all kinds. It takes all kinds. So for me, best villain, I am going with. I think even kind of a swerve for myself is the Doctor Richard Powell in the Void, um, who gave me shades of Pinhead. Um, not quite Freddy, but I think that's kind of. Uh, you know, he had. He was perfectly like uh able to speak and had like you know some some kind of levity to his tone um and just uh we don't get that but he he does he commands he commands the screen very in a very similar manner to doug back bradley so yeah Yeah. I, i can't argue with your choice here and that's kind of uh that's kind of where i came from and yeah, I not not gonna knock no Richard Powell, skinless Richard Powell. It was great. Next, we are going into another category: um, best actor slash actress. Um, Dave, hit him with yours. Uh, I gushed about her. When we had the Us episode, yes, and I just can't speak enough about what a great job she did with multiple characters in Us. The one and only, the beautiful and terrifying Nupita yes. Luongo. Amen. Preacher brother. Preacher. Oh, fucking nailed it. I was very nervous about saying her name. I, I, I nailed it. That's why I directed it to you. <laughs> I would have failed. Um, so not really because, uh, you know, we want, it's really not a separate category. We kind of put them both together. Um, if we agreed on one, we would have went best actor or actress, whichever one it would have been, but we weren't in agreement so much, but I mean, we kind of were in different kind of ways for me. My best actor for season two of Warhouse was Jeremy Irons, um, who I I gushed about uh, pretty heavy-handedly, I think, in the Cronenberg episode uh, for Dead Ringers and Butterfly. This guy, I couldn't, I can't say enough good things. I he he he's he's made me want to just be a better actor, and I'm not even an actor. <laughs> I was like, what have you done, Jeremy Irons? Get out of here. But he's 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 he, made he's he made really one. does a good job. He's I mean, so it, good. He's so good. I love it. I he, love it. He chews a little scenery, but he's yeah. never so over the top that you that you lose what he's delivering now. He's good. He's it. good. And another again, an actor deftly playing two roles. Yes. In one movie, in the same movie. That so. are distinguishable from one to the other, to me at least. And I blew my mind. Blew my mind. 
if we if we do coming to America next year, you know who's getting best actor. <laughs> very, very, very probably maybe. Uh, next, the the person or people whose vision we are enjoying when we watch a movie. I'm talking about the best director. Um, and and here we had a little difference. Uh, I went with the directors who did the most with the least, and I felt like that was Daniel Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez with Blair Witch Project. Amen. Uh, such a such a tiny budget, and yeah. we talked about all the tricks they used to visually tell their story all the tricks they use to get the best performances out yeah. of their actors uh, you know these making the actors most of that what they, they had with, amazing right. amazing uh, stuff that is that is the job of the actor is to get the most out of everyone on the set and i felt like they did a great job of it um i agree yes and we chris Chris went a different direction. So, um, my runner-up, I'll I'll do this properly for this one at least, <laughs> since this is the, our last runner-up. Uh, we'll forget by the time the next category comes around. Yeah. So, um, my runner-up was actually kind of surprising to myself in a way was Jordan Peele with Us, and that movie has grown on me a lot since since the uh, episode and that has a lot to do with Dave and me and you know just talking over the whole thing and it's like yeah yeah I mean I may not agree with certain choices that he makes but I can't deny the results and that's what it all comes down to mm-hmm. but I would be remiss if I did not give my best director award to the one and only George Romero for Dawn of the Dead 1978 and they're like Chris you fucking Romero fanboy I am these these awards are biased I'm sorry <laughs> but I, I mean that's what I a, have to a award you're picking the best you're picking what yeah. you like and time and again you like and I like I mean I'm I'm right there with you George Romero is a He's beyond a master. He's a maestro. Yes. And I mean, what? There's not a whole lot of zombie movies better than Dawn of the Dead 78. That's all I can say. Um, but for scariest Dawn movie, of, Dave, Dawn of the Dead 93. 2004. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, 2004. Can, I, shit, I was off a lot. Yeah, yeah you were. <laughs> scariest movie. <laughs> of the season we went we went actually severely different routes with our our answers mm-hmm. our awards for this one so for me uh to call back to what dave's uh award was for best director i'm going with blair witch for scariest movie and you know it has some bias in um n- the nostalgia maybe a little bit but I mean, watching that has some severe claustrophobia and just the graininess of the, you know, the the old video footage is 
it's it just works it works for me and i love it and being scared is great and i love it and dave <laughs> that's all i can say tell them your pick yeah I, I well i can't argue with you on blair witch um but my runner up first is uh not not to be coy or play games with the category but my runner up <laughs> is children not one movie, but a character type, and that's children mm-hmm. from uh, The Lodge or Creepy Kids in Dawn of the Dead. Uh, just, zombies? Uh, yeah, zombie children. What the fuck? Zombies. Yeah. The creepy kid in Bad Ben, hence who they call Bad Ben. <laughs> um, you know, creepy kids and dig on and, and mouth of madness. Uh, you know, yeah. time and again, kids are supposed to be innocent, ch- innocent, right? They're supposed to be no, pure. Children are something to be feared. Uh, uh, clearly, so in, these, in these results, absolutely. Absolutely. But, but there's one thing to be feared above children, and that is religion. And so I didn't pick a movie. I picked an episode, Religion and Horror, because nothing scares me more than if you sprinkle a little Jesus O's <laughs> in your morning cereal. Right. And it, I mean, you know, I watch a movie with those strong religious overtones, the possession movies and stuff like that, and the exorcist. And, and I mean, that that night I'm saying my prayers when I go to bed. Yeah. Um, so I mean that stuff gets me. It may not be for everyone, but for me it, it pushes my buttons, man. Amen. Uh finally, finally in the to top off the basic bitch category. No award show is complete without the best movie. Um and I admit, nostalgia plays a, a big hand in mine. I've talked again and again how I like those movies that attempt or successfully fuck with your mind and, and you know, that leave things that you can debate in interesting ways. And so for me, the best movie of this season is one I came in with a lot of love in my heart for, and that's In the Mouth of Madness. Nice. You certainly boosted this movie for me. I had never finished it, but when we did the episode, I finally worked my way through it. And I'm a jo- I am love John Carpenter. I love especially John Carpenter music. <laughs> um, and this one... Um, in a weird way, flew under my radar. And then once we did it, I was like, chef's kiss. This is great. Sorry about the balls. <laughs> so for me, um, again, I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I'm going with Dawn of the Dead, 1978. It's one of my favorite movies. How can I not? How can I, how can I not? Uh, you know, nostalgia, all of that. It Big just, surprise, Chris. Yeah. They're like, Romero, you can get it tattooed on your face? Maybe. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> Dawn of the Dead is just such a great movie. I mean, uh, 
I, I saved it. I saved it. I was like, I'm going to wait. I know that's going to be one of my picks for season two. And then I saved it for my very last one, which just so happened to be the last movie episode um, of the season. When's, Dawn of the, when's Day of the Dead going to happen, everybody? I don't know. You never know. I mean, we already did <laughs> Nine of the Living Dead in season one. Right. Day of the Dead in season two. Oh. I'm just saying. Or, Orzo just had a fit. <laughs> He's like, but but day's better than dawn. I, everybody's different. Everybody's different. Um, but next, uh, we're going to go into some, a little bit more of a non-rigid kind of a segment. All right. And for the next category, we're going a little off the cuff. Some loose cannons on the Ooh, loose. Tell me. Uh, and this category is wild cards. Woo! Get out of my town, Skid Row, Slick Jaw. I don't know. I don't know. I got nothing. I'm not a cowboy. It's a uh, uh, black Bart. <laughs> but if, if if black Bart is black, then you, you know you can't call him Black Bart because then that's too too far. Ooh, too far. Ooh, the collar. The collar. D- D- Dirty Steve. All right. Uh, my first wild card category, Chris. Yes. I'm hitting you with it here. Chris has no idea what categories I've come up with. He had, I have no category, idea what categories he's come up with. My first category is celebrity swap in. Oh. And I'm just taking somebody out of a movie and replacing them with a swap, a celebrity, okay. and improving that movie. Okay. And I'm going with a movie that I really enjoyed and I rated really highly. And I'm putting in a very controversial actor slash director, Rob Zombie in Black Roses. Okay. Uh, Yes. I think you get, you get, you know, that fucking horror metal music out of it. You get a. better quality monsters I feel like out of it you're you've already got titties in the movie so you're going to have Sherry Moon titties which I mean let's admit it we've seen them 20 times and I like watching them every time I see them so Rob Zombie uh, actor writer director in Black Roses you get a free Sherry Moon zombie in there I mean it comes, it comes, you know, that's usually, you know, you get your Happy Meal from McDonald's, it comes with a toy. <laughs> when you get your Rob Zombie from Rob Zombie, uh, Arnold's, you get the Sherry Moon for free. That's just how it works. It's how these things work. So, um, you, you, you get a Seth Rogen, <laughs> you know, James Franco with your Seth Rogen. You get some hangers on, you get, you get a free James Franco. Yeah. Okay, so quickly uh, to to jump on. So if I had to pick immediately, I would go Chud two. I would put Steve Buscemi as Chud. I'm saying Buscemi like that, like that one thing we talked about earlier. (laughs) I'm gonna, you know, for the fuck of it all, I'm gonna throw Sarah Jessica Parker as the fitness lady who's like, oh, uh, what are you doing eating my dog's food? Oh, you're handsome. And then she becomes also a chud. I'm going to throw Justin Bieber. She would work. Yeah. She's perfect. 
I'm, I'm gonna throw Justin Bieber as one of the kids that loses the dead body. Um, uh, how old's Winnie Cooper? Oh, Probably 70, great. 80, 90. Uh, she's gonna be the girlfriend that Steve Shimmy, uh, yeah, 40, 40. Uh, and that's okay. that's where I stand. Um, maybe we'll just recast the original people in the roles I forgot. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that's I think mine's lopsided but solid. <laughs> It's not going to sink down the river. Um, yeah, great. I think I think we got. I think we got I, two I like, great remakes. I like it. Perfect. Yeah, and you, if Perfect you get either. Justin Bieber, you oh, yeah. you've got the 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 girl in with them too in their hijinks. So you get Justin Bieber, you're going to get Haley Bieber too. Oh, so, I don't even know picks, who that is. Chris, I like it. All right, that's his wife. Oh shit! I'm sorry, Justin. Can I call you Justin? Or is it, or is it Sir Sire Bieber? JB. JB. Fuck. JB. So for my next category, uh, Dave, and I think you will enjoy this, this one. I I kind of picked this with you in mind a little bit. Um, the honorary trauma movie. So this movie could have been a trauma movie. And I could go the easy route and be like Black okay. Roses because it is a trauma movie, but I didn't realize it for 30 it years. And yeah, until we were recording the episode and I looked over and you're like, dumbass, it is trauma. And I'm like, there's Lloyd Kaufman's credit. You're right. <laughs> so to, <laughs> to harp on what I have already said, I will say uh, Chud slash Chud 2. Maybe just go the whole series. Chud. Um, Chud 2 obviously is a little bit closer to a trauma movie, just up the gore, up the titties, and you're pretty much there. Um, Chud, the OG, would take a little bit more work, but eh, not too much. I think those could be some decent trauma movies. Um, there's, uh, you know, to me, that's th those are the foundations. Those are like the goalposts, is like super gore, super tits. <laughs> And then, you know, the rest is just like icing on the cake. You know, sometimes you don't need icing on the cake. You just need the gore and the tits. And listen, listen, we're all here for the same things. Sometimes, sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes you don't need the icing is all I'm saying. Um, oh, this is, this is a great uh, category. I love it. Do you have an answer? <sighs> this is, I'm springing it on you. What do you think? I do. And it would require a total rewrite of the script. Sometimes but what you guys do. instead of tying it into the Underworld series, what if I Frankenstein was Ooh. a trauma movie? Uh, Hot. You, you, yeah, you get, you get lady scientist is showing some boobies now. Uh, I Frankenstein. Maybe he he maybe you see him get sexy with Doctor Frankenstein's hey. wife. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, and some. I think the, the demon. Dick. What's Aaron Eckhart? But not an artful actor. Show some dick. Trauma. Trauma should do it. They do it. They don't care. Oh, hold on. No, tasteful movies don't show penis. They show male butts and so trauma yeah, Aaron is, Eckhart, i'm sure he trauma has has encompassed the entire moviedom of everything they are beyond being sophisticated or being trashy they're trauma so sh showing some slanger showing some 
Uh, I just listened to another podcast the other day. Apparently, in Australia, <clears throat> did a, you just a, call a penis a slinger? Yes, but in Australia, it's also sometimes referred to as an old man. <laughs> so you showed some old man. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you the demon makeup can only get better. Yeah. Don't you think the demons in I Frankenstein, except for the last one? Would be better if trauma did him. <laughs> I think so. Uh, you know what? It, I don't know that it would be worse. So I guess I agree. <laughs> okay. I, by default. Yeah, because sometimes it felt like masks. Uh, and so I think that would work. I think that would work. I'm glad you loved. I, I'm glad you like the category. So. Uh, hit me with hit I, me with your next shot. If I could throw some Benatar at your at your direction. All right, my next category is uh, trying to make a universe, and it's taking two of these movies and slamming them together Ooh, okay. into one crossover event. Okay, and for me, when I want a crossover. I want a good guy or a protagonist from one of these movies to go against the villain or the villainous horde from another movie. And so I'm thinking, I'm, I'm taking Big Dad energy. I'm talking do Big it. Daddy Nigel Bach. Go, do and it. And he's it. visiting, he's visiting that crematorium and he's fighting those Lania Quigley. Uh, come on. And it's Nigel Bach in Night of the Demons. Boom. Sign it up. Make it happen. Where Where do I sign? <laughs> My eyes are so wide right now. I can't even. I'm going to have to go to the eye doctor on Monday because legally what's happening with my expression right now is is not allowed in the plant on the planet it's not for humans the, great oh, that's the amazing. doctor will have to push your eyeballs back into your skull i think it's because my brain is trying to explode right now is the problem um what a what a pick what a pick oh my god you could put nigel bach in any of those return of the living dead roles money fire I will watch it. <laughs> I will love it. I will love it and cherish it. It'd be so great. Um, if I may, though, um, in in the in the brief time I've had to contemplate this, I have decided to uh, combine the universes of two Cronenberg movies um, that we have talked about uh, previously. I'm going to combine the universes oh. of the Fly. And the sexual, violent, crash, vehicular manslaughter-ishness of it all in Crash. And basically, all, that, okay. all, that, all that's going to occur in this movie is James Spader's going to be driving down the road, right? And he's going to hit insects on his windshield that vaguely resemble Jeff Goldblum. And then he can't help but pull over and masturbate. <laughs> and then he will start driving, hit another insect, have to pull over before he can't pull over anymore, right? And then he has to do it while he's driving. And then, and then, you know, he flies too close to the sun, you know, wrecks and dies. End of the movie. And they're like, "You're going to end on that?" I am. I am. 
Life ain't easy Between sometimes. the bugs splattered on the windshield <laughs> and the mayonnaise splattered on the inside of the windshield, he won't be able to see. He'll have no choice but to crash. Oh, it's all going to be handheld <laughs> like by James like, Spader. It, like, it's all POV. It's weird. It's super weird. That is... That is the that is more disgusting than two girls one cup. It really is. I'm ready. Described. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> so my next one, um, Dave. Um, yes. So honestly, uh, my next two go hand in hand. So I don't. Maybe I, I, we'll figure out as we go. But let's do it back to back. Okay. Let's do it back to back. So first off. Uh, this is the Dave Always Rates High Award. And the movies, the movie that wins this is all of them. <laughs> Wherever we would do a movie, I would think, oh shit, or whenever I would pick a movie, sorry, I would think, oh shit, Dave is going to despise this. He's going to hate this. And it's going to be like a, it's going to be like a negative seven out of, out of 10. And he's going to hate it. It's going to be, he's going to be like, this is ridiculous. Why am I doing a podcast with you? But you have yet to do that. You have all, almost every pick that I've ever put on the show. That's not like a, like a, you would think like you know like Dawn of the Dead or like uh, The Fly or something, you know something that's obvious and like has you know it's it it's 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 already proved its spot. Like something like Black Roses or Chud Two. I am fully expecting you to be like they're oh, great wow. movies what can i say <laughs> so when you rate them higher than me they were great movies. i was like what so really the this award every movie wins now to go uh do, is there a movie that you think you've rated overly high before we get to my in hand award which people can probably already guess where it's going but uh, is there one movie you're like, eh, I kind of rated that maybe a little bit too high? Uh, here, here's your chance. This is your web redemption. If I could be no. Daniel Tosh, are you are you sticking by your ratings? Um, are you are you being fisted in Key West right now? Then you're not Daniel Tosh. <laughs> um, you don't know me. <laughs> you do know me. I I don't know what I rated. The Lodge? Probably pretty high. But I mean, whatever I rated it, it's probably high. too high. It's probably <laughs> just not even knowing what I rated The Lodge, the, I probably rated The Lodge too high. Fair. Because so, later movies that I really liked, there were movies I really liked that I know I was like 7.5, 7. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure The Lodge was probably higher than that. So I probably, I'm, sh- I'm sure I rated The Lodge too high. Forgive me. I. I, I I think I speak for all of the rabble when I say you are mostly forgiven. Mostly. They come out at night. Mostly. Mostly. Uh-huh. So the next award that goes hand in hand with that one, obviously, is the Chris Always Rates Low <laughs> Award, which um, really, it's just a good thing that you rate high. We balance, we balance the shit out. <laughs> Because I think I think Black Roses, even though that was my pick, I think is the lowest one that I've ever rated. Maybe besides The Lodge. I, I forget what I gave The Lodge. Um, but I know Black Roses was pretty low. Kind of kind of as a We joke. may need to go back and see what we're... Did we rate the shortcut? 
I don't know if we did in season one. We're gonna we're gonna have to get an it, intern is what we need to do and be like just figure out these ratings and then tell us. It's my favorite movie to give you shit about still. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. It's it's low hanging fruit, man. How you can be it's like deserved. That? So, That's fair. Uh if there was one that I think that I rated too low, I think it probably would be Black Roses. I gave it because I think I was just like I thought like what I was saying, I thought you were gonna think. I thought you was gonna think that it was too much of like a goofy, like wow. So this is where your hair rock thing came from, <laughs> or, or something. It's like these monsters look trash, and they do. But I don't. Th- I, I I in that episode, yeah. I was mostly yeah. critiquing. I think and being like, I'd have done this or that. But I do like that movie, and I feel like I rated that one too low. So I think that one. Even more than the Lodge wins my award for Chris always rates too low. <laughs> if I could, if I could take one back, it'd be that one. But I'd take it up a, a couple notches. Next category is secrets revealed. Ooh. Uh, and in our cryptids episode, <laughs> yes. we revealed that Ronald Reagan is a Sasquatch. Boom! The cat's out of the blag. There it is. <laughs> Word to your mother. Is, yeah. Are you going to disprove it? I don't think you can disprove it. So uh, this is one of the awards of the night that we are in total agreement on. Um, I can't. I cannot add anything to this because I mean, go listen to the episode, man. It's all right there for you. Um, it's there. I mean, you can't. Uh, on anchor.fm <laughs> good call back man yeah yeah if you want to make podcasts for free, free. <laughs> <laughs> this is you know this is the callback episode uh, this is the you can't the argue with the science yeah it's there We're you can't argue with the science and chris chris and i or slash and burn we're both scientists or at least we are both squatchers and yes. we say it's true so there yeah Suck it. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. for my next award, oh no, Dave! Next no, 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 no! You tell us your oh. next one because yeah. we were in agreement. Back, back that doesn't off, count. Man. Yeah, not... tell us the next one. My next category. My next category is unrealized potential, or as Ooh. I like to call it, pubescent teen. Okay. And uh, okay. which of these films, the story is there, the elements are there, but didn't live up its to up to its potential. Okay. And I'm going to say, I, I, let me qualify this at least in my thinking. I had a discussion today at work about. A couple TV shows. We talked about Midnight Mass. We talked about Squid Game. We actually talked about Walking Dead. Uh, There were a few things we talked about. Um, Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones. And we talked about how television, or at least a series, really gives a chance to to dig deep into the characters and to dig deep into a story that you don't get in a 90 minute movie in the eighties. Yeah. You don't get in a three hour movie today, these days. Absolutely. That, that the series needs. So when I say unrealized potential, my pick needs to be done as a series and mm-hmm. it 
could be very midnight mass ish if you took it that way. (laughs) But I said Dagon. Eh? One. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh it's open domain at this point. Anything published before nineteen twenty three is open domain. Dagon was published published in nineteen fourteen. This is open domain. You had if you had your seaside town a la Midnight Mass and how they fell under the spell of Dagon and how all this yeah. happened and I mean it's you your big it's your big horror nerds that are gonna know what Dagon even means. Mm-hmm. I, I mean you know, I mean even to um what was it like the uh, whatever over Innsmouth, the it, it, name it anything mm-hmm. of that nature, and it's gonna be like your hardcore, hardcore like horror fans. Like once you get into the, the literature of that, like you know, it's kind of like Game of Thrones in a way. Like you have the readers that are essentially watching it just to see their friends' reactions to what they already know. Which is fun. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I like to watch those YouTube videos of, of shit sure. I've seen and being like, sure. how do they react to this? <laughs> um, yep. So for me, um, Unrealized Potential, I would go The Void. Because I feel like there's just a little okay. something, not so much series. I wouldn't go that hard in the paint with it. But just, you know... Just a little bit more. I just need a little bit more story to lead me into that ending that they gave us with Dr. Powell. Um, it's interesting that yeah. we both picked very Lovecraftian tales here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Dagon isn't Lovecraftian. It is Lovecraft. It is. But, <laughs> yes. It so. is. Absolutely. So for my next pick, Dave, and uh, I actually, not even drunkenly, but soberly thought that I stole this uh, category from you, but I didn't. I just kind of morphed one of yours <laughs> into my own is, okay. um, first off, hashtag fuck full moon, hashtag Charles Band sucks ass, hashtag fuck full moon, hashtag, hashtag. Um, Charles Band wishes he could have made this movie. Let it out. Let it out, Chris. Yeah, yeah. It's Dagon. It's Dagon, man. Because one, Stuart Gordon. Stuart Gordon. He's already done Reanimator. He's already done it. Two, it 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 nearly looks full moon in quality anyway. Three, those CG effects in parts, despite how bad that they looked. Are miles beyond where Full Moon CGI is 20 years later. Charles Band wishes he had Dagon's budget now. So I you know, yeah. Dagon is 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 the movie that uh he, he wishes he could make. And he can't because fuck full moon hashtag. You know? If you have any pony in this race, one way or the other, tell them. Tell us. And, uh, yeah, maybe next season he'll grow some balls and we'll uh, we'll get this, uh, this throwdown going on an episode. But I don't think he does. We've, we've talked about it. And he's not showed up, so uh, 
Where you at? Where you at, Mr. Ban? I don't think you're gonna come. I don't think you're gonna show up. Dave, do you have any do you if have I, any if, ideas here for this category? I I do. And I've got to if if Charles Band is putting his taint on one of these movies, <laughs> it's gonna be a movie that's already tainted. And it's Chud. But if Charles Band is going to do it, it's Chud versus Puppet Master. Because <laughs> Charles Band really caught lightning in a bottle with Puppet Master, and he's still sucking Puppet Master dick yes. after all these years. Yes. He would put Chud versus Puppet Master. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and oh my here God. you go. That's why we do Whorehouse, me and you. <laughs> because of that answer. <laughs> Who else would be like, eh, versus Puppet Master? I, I mean, right? Yeah, right. you just cemented your spot in this whole thing. I say that like I'm the boss of anything. Uh, thank you. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> great answer. Well, thank you, good sir, for uh, for your endorsement. Yeah. Uh, my next and my last yes. wild card swap in or wild card category is another swap in. Yes. So we had a celebrity swap in where we put a celebrity into a movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tie in one of our non-movie episodes and best cryptid swap in. So where what movie needs a cryptid in it? And I'm not picking a movie. I'm picking a series of movies. It's the Resident Evil films. You already have yeah. zombies. They didn't. They had the zombies and they had the zombie dogs. And I know they had some of the other shit, the liquors and stuff like that. But they really needed more. And how much more? You know, uh, uh, Chupacabra uh, running around after Alice. Uh, a... Busco Beast Ooh. hiding in the <laughs> old fishing hole outside of Raccoon City. Uh, right. There's so many choices that you could have thrown some cryptids into Resident Evil films, and yeah. it would just added more variety to the villains. You wouldn't even you have had, had to explain it right. Like, it's just there. There's this. Yeah. Right. You had so many movies... And after the second one, there just wasn't any variety in enemy yeah. type. Agreed. Agreed. So, so um, for me, best cryptid swap in. Uh, I don't want to keep harping on Elvis's granddaughter, but the lodge. I think that that could have really benefited. Uh, for some, maybe not even a swap in, but like an insertion. <laughs> If a cryptid had fucked this movie real good, um, it could have, you know, <laughs> done nothing but benefit it. Um, any cryptid, you know, you know, Busco Beast busting out of the lake there, like that have been that have been that have been something. Um, those little magical a, a mud man in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> any any one of them could have added some spice to the lodge. Um, it's. It's a snowy, it's a windy, you know, wintry set. Why yeah. not add a Wendigo? Ooh, yeah, why not? Budget, I guess. 
calling her name. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm down. I'm down. And the next category, the next group of categories, we're calling the All About Us categories because it's our fucking podcast. And why shouldn't it be all about us? Yeah, <laughs> that's why we do this shit. Amen. So, first up, I've got the biggest horror verse. And if you followed along throughout the season, you know there's nothing I like more than a good theory behind a movie. And my favorite, one of my favorites, is tying movie franchises together. And the biggest horror universe we had this year is the Home Alone verse. Uh, specifically in the Chud episode, we tied Chud to Home Alone to Saw to fucking motherfucking Batman. It doesn't get any bigger than this. The Home Alone universe, Kevin McCallister yes. is a fucking psychopath. <laughs> There you I, go. I mean, his dad, his, I mean, his burglar uncle, basically, I don't know what to call Daniel Stearns at this point. Yeah, yeah. Every time you would tie a string to that Home Alone, my mind blew out of my ear. I couldn't even handle it anymore. There, <laughs> someday. And it just kept happening. Yeah. Someday there's going to be some celestial, like, just spaceman. That happens upon the the remnants of what is left of Earth, and is going to hear this podcast. Is going to be like, uh, let me connect the dots to this that they have drawn out for me, and they're they're going to have some weird times, and I cannot he, wait. He's probably going to say, <laughs> "No wonder society collapsed." If this is the kind of kids movies they were making. <laughs> I am there for it. I can't wait for my ghost to witness some of this shit. It's going to be great. Um, so next, our biggest, uh, our most surprising, sorry, our most surprising fan reaction or rabble reaction, if you will, for this season, um, and we are both in agreement for this, is the UFOs episode. Wow. <laughs> that one blew up up for us I if you're listening and you listen to that one like you were blowing our mind for a couple weeks I we we would check our listens for the for the week or for the month I forget which one it is and it's just like there's no way and it just constantly was like so it's this it's bigger than this it's bigger than that it's bigger than that and then it just never stop it just it wouldn't stop and so that's what it's we, bigger than this it's bigger than that it's bigger than a hat in a big fucking hat cat <laughs> i think i got that backwards but anyway you get that picture yeah uh yeah i, I mean message cryptids, cryptids was pretty big it was nothing like ufos no but you know we got some big movies we got mouth of madness first season we did you know aliens that's yeah. the one that blows my mind in for season one for how little reaction it got. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And then UFOs out of nowhere, just boom. Like you guys are fucking 
can't wait to be anal probed or something. I don't know, but man, this is fucking great. Or you're worried about getting anal probed and hey, we're there for you. Understandable. Uh, we will keep that yeah, in mind yeah. for season three. Uh, keep that in mind. We'll keep that in mind. You keep that in mind. We'll keep that in mind. And we'll see where we meet in a couple months. <laughs> Next up. Next. Tell us. School us. Learn us. Next, we have the our favorite movie discovery of the season. So, um, Chris really does a better job. Chris, good, great job. You do a better job than I do of I bringing in things that I have never seen. I think more than I am bringing in things that you have never seen. But it's maybe not that we've never seen before, but that we're looking in new ways. Right. It's it's the our favorite movie discovery of the season, and mine was Black Roses. Uh, wow! I, I I loved this movie. <laughs> it spoke to me. It it really is a satire kind. Uh, you know, not maybe not a satire, but it speaks to. All, all the whiny bitches bitch about fucking cancel culture, and I am yeah. I'm I'm not trying to cancel nobody, but the you know my culture tried to get canceled with my Dungeons and Dragons in the '80s, and <laughs> my heavy metal. You try to cancel my heavy metal in the '80s, and so Black Roses kind of speaks to that of yeah. you know yeah. What if you're justified to cancel it because rock and roll really is the devil's work. And it's not. Rock and roll is not the devil's work. It's magical and rad. Sasquatch is my papa, and he's got to protect me. <laughs> <laughs> so I am absolutely uh, shocked and amazed and dumbfounded and agreed. Like, oh, wow. I can't believe you liked that as much as, as you do. Or relate to it even, so that's 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 amazing and blow my mind. For my pick, in kind of a tandem or trade off, <laughs> mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is us. And as we were doing that episode, it literally the movie got better. In my like as we talked about it which isn't a thing that happens with a lot of movies it's like I I was talking to my friend about X movie and it just literally just got better it's like what (laughs) especially for like a critical asshole like me like for us to like like ratchet itself up and you know it almost i would love to talk to jordan peele just as a horror fan not just like not just, not as a you know like oh, i love your work or whatever just you know as like horror fans and i think i think it would just be, discuss the, yeah. the elements and the work that goes into it and, he'd be like have yeah. you seen slaughter high and i'm like bitch please <laughs> i looked for that movie for 30 years and couldn't find it and I feel like that's kind of the route that we would travel with that, which is, you know, um, but next, um, the most cursed episode. So, uh, for the two seasons that we've done so far, there's always been one episode that for some reason we have to delay it, which you're not 
privy to uh, everybody listening, but like the, every now and then there's an episode. It's just like, hold on, can we wait a couple days? And then that couple days becomes the next week, and then sometimes that week becomes even yep. longer than that. And you know, like as weeks. yeah, such as life. But for this season, it was the wolf episode, uh, which we had an act of God and an act of friendship <laughs> the, that really delayed this one. Um, also, like I'm like I was saying, you don't notice it, but like it took us a f- couple weeks to get this one out, and it just seemed like the the forces of of God and magic and and scary spice and sexy spice were against us. Um, at one point, there was a severe storm that took my power out, and we couldn't we couldn't do it on the usual day that we do horror house, and then the next day. My wife's best friend was here, so I didn't. Ha- I couldn't. I couldn't have my studio. And then the next day, that also occurred which, again. Which happens which is, what? What? One? Twice a year? Once twice a, twice a year? Maybe yeah, she comes yeah. In. So back to back days. Get out of here. Not a thing. But that time it was. So an act of God and an act of friendship two days in a row. That meant that Wolf was at least a week delayed. Maybe even longer than a, than that. Um, but we talked about this uh, as we were planning the chuddies, and it's like, what was the episode? Because we, I think we kind of try to just push past it and not think about it so much. Yeah, it's just like yeah. it happens sometimes, and I for we both forget which one it was during season one. But there was an episode during season one where we're like, God damn, yeah. are we ever going to get well, this we one had, recorded? We had- yeah, we had we had one that was pushed back and pushed back, and then we also had thirteen ghosts that had technical difficulties. Oh my god! Where every two to three minutes during the the recording <laughs> of that episode, we had to stop so I could reset, reboot my mic, like every three minutes. That was a nightmare. And yet, it, it sounds normal. It, it sounds normal. It does. You can't tell. That's a testament <laughs> to our editor in chief, Chris. Oh, what a badass! Um, Hashtag Chris, whoever that guy is. Yeah. What a sh- what a what a schlup. <laughs> but yeah, wow. He's putting the work in. That's who he is. Uh, Dave, hit him with the next. Here at the fa- at the Horror House podcast, we also have our favorite episodes, much like the Rabble. I'm sure you guys have your favorite episodes, whether it's the the way the banter played out or a particular movie that you like a lot and like to hear us talk about. Um, and we're, we're no different. We're just regular guys uh, like you guys. We put our pants on by holding them open and jumping into them both legs at one time. <laughs> Same as everybody else, right? Absolutely. And, yeah, absolutely. And my favorite episode to – of, of the season was really two episodes and it was Chud and Chudge 2. It was the only time in the history of the Horror House podcast that we recorded two episodes in one night, back to back. We finished Chud and we just said, fuck it, let's do Chud 2. And just let's boom, go. jumped right into it. Yeah. And um, it was great. I mean, we spent shit. 
It just what, what did we spend podcasting about four and a half hours recording or something like that? I, I had to work the next day and I gave no fucks. It was uh, it was fantastic. It was just magic that night. Yes. It was just horror house magic. I was so fucking <laughs> I was so drunk by the time we were done. I, I probably was too. But it was so remember. much fun. It was so much fun. Yeah. So for me, first off, my runner-up for this one—I uh, don't know if we've had a runner-up for the for these whorehouse-centric uh, awards, mm, but you're drawing me for loop. I didn't know we were yeah, for runner-up. My runner-up, and I think I think you would be like, yeah, that's on, that checks out. Is is the Cronenberg uh, episode? Because I just oh, oh, I yeah. I jumped in with both feet and was like, absorb me, Daddy Cronenberg, <laughs> and. That may that may throw some people where I picked Romero so much tonight, but uh, make no mistake, Cronenberg. Woo, woo! I, I learned some things I about myself you, and Cronenberg and the world. You may know more about Cronenberg at this point than Cronenberg does. Hey, I will be his archivist if he needs one or scribe. <laughs> oh yes. Um, however. However, my favorite episode of Horror House for season two is the TV horror episode, which is the first episode that we did that required some research and like some getting out of like uh, just watching like a horror movie or a TV show or or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like you know, I was like, oh man, this one's gonna this one's gonna blow the internet up. I, little did I know. <laughs> but still, I think it's. Well, I, I mean, I it really it. did. I love it. And the work we put into it. We talked it. about UFOs getting so many listens in such a short time, but mm-hmm. I don't think any episode got as much actual interaction as the TV horror did. Like Fair. every day, if I posted something related to right. TV horror, people were, you know, tweeting back or texting back or, mm-hmm. you know, posting back. Hey, uh, Tales from the Dark Side was so bitching. You know, oh, I, I love Twilight Zone. You should check out the Jordan Peele Twilight Zone or, you know, different things. It was There was so much interaction. Yeah, so yeah. maybe maybe not as many, but you can't beat the passion of the the TV horror I mean, fans. Like a, almost a century of, of TV horror. And I mean, to, to research all that and... Like we, not only did we research all of that, like we went kind of uh, different uh, category, not different categories, but like even in the different decades, like we both kind of went a little bit different directions for certain um, things, which is, <laughs> and also one of my favorite moments, uh, I actually just now remembered this, one of my favorite moments of the season of that episode of, of the whole entire uh, show of Horror House, the podcast of Horror House, Dave heard like a military. We have some military um, training grounds shit near us, um, so sometimes we hear some some helicopters and planes or whatever. Who knows? Ordnance or Blackhawks, yeah, yeah. And I mean, we've Dave was. We were doing this episode, and I accidentally was that night. Of course, was trying to pause my microphone. Um, with software rather than the mic itself, which gives a little bit of noise when I do it. Um, but that night I was like, I'm just going to use the software. No big deal. And Dave heard a helicopter, a military helicopter and mentioned it. 
and then like not even five minutes later probably not even a couple minutes later I was like, holy shit, uh, there yeah, it is. Like <laughs> yeah, I was like, there it is. I hear it too. And unfortunately, I was muted. I had muted my fucking goddamn self. And if I had a category <laughs> to give favorite lost moment of the season, it would be that because I think I was crying laughing that that was even a thing that could exist on 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 audio for anybody to ever listen to and i was just so amused by that and then like i went through my whole x-files rant on tv horror after that and that's i think about when i realized wait a minute dave i'm only picking one of us up And it's just like your stomach sinks through your anus and you're like, oh, no, what have I done? What have I done? And unfortunately, Uh, for for those who don't know, which is probably everybody, at least once an episode, though, Chris freaks out that he has not recorded or has erased everything we've done to that point in the episode. And that happened just moments ago. It really did. I accidentally pushed undo to like undo something I had accidentally did in, in our uh, Reaper app that I use and uh, accidentally undid an hour of audio. Yeah. And was like, Oh, Oh no. (laughs) But somehow, the Reaper <laughs> Gods, yeah, the Reaper Gods, uh, bent into my will tonight and accepted my 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 penance and was like, "We shall forgive you." And so they did. And thank God, because at, at least there was that. We may not have got the TV horror funness that I I so wish we could have got. Um. But next, next, to leave that all that behind and my 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 anxieties of recording each episode, Dave, hit him hit him with the the next one, the next category. Um, the next category can only be described as the best quote given by a celebrity directly to us that I'm at least ninety seven percent sure wasn't just a rehash of a quote given to someone else. <laughs> Amen. That's a long celebrity name for to this season's winner, Nigel Bach, who gave me this peach of a quote. Oh, my God. Fuck Hollywood. Fuck Hollywood. What a quote. The fact that he almost uh, came it. on Horror House, if we had had the time and means, I don't know. I don't know where we were at that moment but like there was there was like a li- almost a chance that we had Nigel Bach mm-hmm. on this on this podcast <laughs> and you're like why didn't you just wait and do it and then you could have delayed it and it's like Horror House is bigger than the both of us that's why <laughs> you don't know it you doesn't answer it yeah. ans- doesn't answer to the whims of man it only bends to the will of my wife's best friend <laughs> And storms. <laughs> right, right. We can't delay an episode for Nigel Bach. We got to yeah. delay an episode for wife's best friend. Yeah, twice. Uh, twice. 
Um, but yeah, fuck that is that is why you're still happily married, Chris. I will I will bend to my wife's needs when when I can. But oh my god, what a quote! Fuck Hollywood. That honestly has has literally inspired me ever since you got that quote, and it's just like he's right. He's so right. And. I mean, anybody listening, if you're inspired to just go try to make your own thing, whether it's music or movies or or something, just go fucking do it. Fuck Hollywood. Fuck popularity and all that. Just go do it for yourself and then see where it was. Fuck the people that tell you you can't do it. You're not big enough. Amen. You don't have the talent or you don't have the resources. Yes. Uh, you know, go back to watch Big ben, Bad Ben for uh, inspiration because yes, three hundred fucking dollars an iPhone and an though. iPhone, <laughs> and that motherfucker's <laughs> got a movie and probably he's shitting out more sequels as we speak. Yeah, and, and I say that with all the love, Nigel. I say that with all when I say you're shitting out sequels. We both know you're shitting out sequels. We wish and I say we that with all the love in your heart, man. Keep shitting out those fucking sequels. Amen. So to round things off for the first annual Chuddy Awards, Dave, we've made uh, it, man. We got, we got one more meme. We've, we've got one more oh, uh, All About Us category, Chris. Uh, meme of the season. Meme of the season. Uh, yes. that actually, the preemptiveness of it all uh, plays into it. So, and I think we're in agreement. Actually, so hit me, hit me, Dave, hit me. Uh, we talk about tropes. We talk about the bingo cards. Um, I'd really like to do something with that for season three. But my favorite meme of the season this season is "Hello, fellow children." <laughs> And and the award goes to Black Roses because every motherfucker in this high school is at least 30 motherfucking years yeah. old. Yeah. I don't know how many times that wound up in my notes where it's like, here's Johnny, who's clearly 37 years old. Right. Right. <laughs> Which, I right. mean... You know, if, um, if, you know, to think back on it in perspective, like if me and you are making a horror movie, like say we're the Kazanskis and we're making, you know, the Matrix, whatever. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. for this role, like what if we cast a 43 year old as a 19 year old? Like we would both be like, that's hilarious. That's amazing. And then we did it. And people are like, Oh, shame, shame. And we're like, you don't get it. You don't get it. So, yeah. But for a for hundred years, Hollywood has done this and yes. thinking they're pulling one over on you. Yes. Or, I mean, so. I, oh, I, we can only assume. We can only assume. And you know what they say assuming comes out to be? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, we make an make a uh, an yeah. ass out of you and me. Yep. Okay. God. Me and you are the asses. <laughs> All right. So, well, and anyone who's listened to the horror house knows that Chris and I are the asses. We are the asses, and we take we take that responsibility as truthfully and as honestly and as 
heroically or uh, can we say heroically irreverently irreverently yeah i think we're i can't even say a word (laughs) if you want to call us heroes i won't disagree chris i won't either but uh if we could be as every time hat for every time there's a man sometimes there's a man and that man is us for every man there is at least two idiots i am i am told <laughs> and speaking of those two idiots, those two idiots have one last final award for the night for the first annual Chuddies. I tried to give it prematurely, Dave. You caught me. Thank God. Our last That's award for, for the night. Are you okay? Do you want it? Should should I should I introduce this award or should we do it co- cooperatively? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where we go from. No, here. Chris. Chris, please introduce this award for us. The Horror House Lifetime Achievement in Horror Filmmaking Excellence of All Time Award, <laughs> if you will, is unanimous, unanimously, yeah, is unanimously awarded to none other than Tom Savini. I think we have... <laughs> inadvertently almost at least every other episode mentioned Tom Savini that that may be that may be a yes. lot on my shoulders yes. I take I take that responsibility because what a man what a man what a mighty good man wow no he's great he's great um it when we made our countdown our 31 movies our 31 free movies for yes. 31 days of spooktober ep, uh, episode we talked about Maniac, and I honestly yeah. don't think I had ever watched Maniac. I um, still haven't. I still haven't. I, I'd, <laughs> I had seen the clip of oh, yeah. Tom oh, Savini's yeah. head exploding. And, and uh, you know, this is really, if you count that as in this season, we've got three big head explosions in the season. We've got Donna the Dead head explosion oh, yeah. in the projects. We've got the Scanners head explosion in the Cronenberg episode, and we've right. got the Maniac, Tom Savini's head exploding it's in debatable. the 31 for 31 episode. Yeah, that's and debatable. I've seen the clip. I've seen the clip, but I had never watched the movie, but it inspired me to go and watch Maniac. I watched right. it for free on the Tubi, I believe. Check that out. And I need to watch it. When it's coming up, because, I mean, it's Tom Savini, so I knew it's Tom Savini. So when Tom Savini's out on a date and he's trying to park and he's trying to get a little, he's trying to get a little feel of the movies (laughs) in the front of a car uh, or in the backseat of a car. And then they move to the front seat of the car because some creepy dude is looking in the windows and girl gets creeped. Uh, So he gets in the front. And then he turns on the car and the lights are on and the maniac is standing in front of him. And so I knew runs up on the hood. Yeah. I knew at this point that the, that the head popped, it was coming. I knew it. I was like, it's coming. It's coming. (laughs) And when, when the maniac jumps up on the hood and points Mm -hmm. the rifle through the front windshield and blows his head off, I I've said a long talk for a lot of years for for this whole history of the horror house podcast. I'm a jumper. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a I, the jump scares <laughs> fucking get me. It's not when they come out of the blue. It's when I'm anticipating because I just get fucking tense. Right. And 
the jump scare got me, but more than the jump scare got me, the, there was a certain amount of dread in the way he moved, the way he went from just standing there to inaction and pulling the trigger. It, mm-hmm. it just happened so fast. I was in, there was an element of genuine fear, not just jump scare for me. Damn. Um, I, I think, I mean, I might have, we might have to do an episode on the, on maniac. Cause I'm down. it was highly, highly underrated. I feel like it's just kind of, yeah, it's something a lot of people talk about. And I sure that a lot more people talk about it than have actually seen it. Uh, I mean, that's literally the only really scene. Good. That's the only scene I know of maniac is because of that. And I, I when you said that you watched it, I was like, without me, bitch. <laughs> Count me in. So yeah, that may be that may be coming up in the next in the next little while. I am down. Um, but I mean, oh man, it beyond. So I mean, he was a, an actor uh in that scene. He's obviously the special makeup effects like maestro. Um, if you look at, you know, in music like Bach or Mozart and then compare it to like modern music at all, so, Tom Sebastian Savini. Sebastian Bach? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, um, Tom Savini is, is, is one of the masters. I mean, Dick Jones is, is mm-hmm. you know, I know Tom Savini learned some stuff from him and he's got some things from, you know, the 70s and 80s and he's certainly... You know, a a, a a grandfather of modern horror effects, but Tom Savini is. And you, you followed the tree down from Tom Savini. You still have like Greg Nicotero and that whole generation. Yeah, they learned yeah. at the feet of Tom Savini. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So. The whole KMB effects, I feel like, is in in at least yeah. part of the way birthed from Tom Savini. I don't know that they would even argue with that, and. Move, right from his dick hole. <laughs> to move from <laughs> the makeup effects and the actor like we our second episode we were talking about him as a director and yeah. he oh my god with Night of the Living Dead the remake in 1990 what a remake what a fucking remake we, we talked about the grand we talked about the groundbreaking special effects the oh, yeah. squibs on bare flesh and yeah. the, you know some of the things he did and it's so good uh you know but i so mean good. to watch um like listen to the commentary watch the uh behind the scenes stuff for that night of living dead 1990 and he's just like uh since you've watched the original version, you know, we get to this point and you expect this to happen. So I throw not even A or B at you. I will throw C at you. So it's completely unexpected. Mm-hmm. And he does. And it, through the whole movie, it's so fucking Tom Savini as a director, we didn't get enough of. And if, if I had unlimited money, like, I would just be like, can you just make horror movies for me? <laughs> Please, right? Just, just like a a movie of a just a collection of the coolest shit you can put on film. Yeah, like I no mean, story, just fucking some cool kills. And on, you know, uh, to pull the curtain back real quick, Dave is the one that was like, 
let's do Tom Savini for the Lifetime Horror House Horror Achievement. And I was like, I'm there. Because <laughs> I hadn't, I hadn't. I mean, how do you not? Like, yeah. How do you not? Like you said, we talked about him every other episode. It so like, many roles. Even the episodes we weren't talking about Tom Savini, like. I had to Every... make, I had to, I felt like a Tom Savini apologizer at one point. I was like, I feel like I'm talking about him yeah. almost every There's episode a, yeah. and I'm sorry, but I can't help it. And I'm not, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> Every special effect that you see has to be compared to Tom Savini. Cause yeah. if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's, he's great. I'm, I'm there. Plus the acting and their directing, you know, it's not just the special effects. He's not a, a one trick pony. He's a, at least a, he's a, a master. He is a legitimately, a, a legitimate horror master. Period. I'll stop it there. Make beyond makeup, beyond uh, director, we... all of it. Horror. This guy gets yeah, it. let's get, let's give a minute just to recognize some runner-ups for this um, lifetime achievement award. Yeah, um, and and you know one of the first that stands out to me is uh, Kevin McAllister, aka Baby <laughs> Jigsaw from the Home Alone <laughs> universe. I mean, you know, he is so sadistic. Uh, he is an evil motherfucker. Don't let his cuteness fool you. Get hit um, in the face with a paint can at that angle from that height and tell me you don't suck your own teeth down your asshole. You're dead. Tarantulas. I mean, he knew the that. super you know, he, he, he knew it. The heating of the doorknob before they grabbed it. That's melted flesh. Sadistic I don't care if you got a fucking cloth a Sadistic. wet cloth glove on. You're you're melting flesh and leaving it behind at that yeah. point. So. Yeah. Kevin McAllister. Uh, other runner-ups. Um, I, I know it's sexist to say it this way, but Eli Roth's wife, I don't want to demean you by saying your name. And, and this is the one case where calling you by name is is more of an insult than just referring you to Eli Roth's wife. Eli Roth wanted you to fuck Keanu Reeves. Who knows if it really happened? No, I don't know, Dave, but I give you that. Dave, how dare you? I can't believe you would do that. While while we're on the podcast, come on. Uh, you know, I, Obviously, I can't, I can't Eli wanted it. to watch his wife with Keanu. It wasn't just simply his oh. wife and Keanu. He wanted to watch. Which and I that's respect. fine, man. I'm I respect not, that. Look, I don't care what you're into. You know, yeah, if you're yeah. into that, go for it. And Eli, you know, down the street, the, see where they end up. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> and, and our last runner-up for lifetime achievement in horror goes to JC himself, Jesus Christ, the the what? the behind-the-scenes Deus Machina in so many horror films. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> man, I give, I give it up to you, man. You're you're the you're the go-to weapon against so many of these evil bastards. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. So Jesus Amen. Christ, you know, for people who don't think we we support Christianity and organized religion, <laughs> man, if we don't, why would we give Jesus Christ runner up on a lifetime achievement award? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's second or third. Oh, he's third runner up. <laughs> third, 
That's still pretty good. Hey, yeah, that's yeah, still pretty good. Yeah. Man. I don't know where I individually would have wound up on that list. I don't know where you would have, but I know that neither of us are yeah. third runner up. That's hot. That's hot. No, no, that is big time. So <laughs> there. The, oh, thank you all. There they are. Thank you, Rabble. Yeah. Thank you, Rabble, for watching the first ever Chuddies with uh, your ears. Hopefully, we can do this every season. Uh, it, I had a lot of fun tonight, Chris. I had a lot yeah. of fun. This is the this um, is the culmination. Uh, I mean, we we went into a maybe a, a smidgen of the first season, but this was really about the second season to be, you know, with continuity or whatever. But hey, you know, we we will make these more annual when there's not a certain. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The uh, super bad year in the in the middle of what we're trying to do. Um, but Dave, I right, I thank right. you for being it's... my partner in Horror House. We've we I I have fun every week. I look forward to it. Um, sometimes I am I am very daunted by the amount of movies sometimes that we watch, especially the Cronenberg ones, where I'm like I put it on myself. It's not you, but I'm like I'm gonna I gotta watch a lot. Of I am shit. in awe, man. I am I, in awe of the work you have put in this season. Um, all the editing. So, Chris, you you ow. do all the editing, which is admittedly not, not a whole lot because we want to give you guys as much unscripted shit. There's there's enough yeah. scripted shit out there. Yeah. We give you as much unscripted shit as we can. Um, we're Amen. just regular guys who love horror films and love talking about horror films yes. and also love a little bit of the uh, smartassery and having a good time. <laughs> uh, this, I look forward to this every week. Uh, filming, uh, taping the Horror House podcast is really what yeah. has kept me going during the pandemic as Dude. a healthcare worker. And so I really love this. Um, thank you all. Thank you all for listening. And Amen. lastly, you got anything to say before I wind us up here? Um, I, just to, you know, echo what you were saying. Like we literally took a year off because of that whole shit. And it's just, it's good to be through a whole year afterwards <laughs> and doing, you know, the whorehouse thing again. And Yes, I'm the, this is the longest I've ever done anything in my entire life, <laughs> is Horror House. And I just, you know, every week we'll, oh, the, we'll get on and is, like brainstorm, it's and it's just, it's fantastic. And oh my God, guys, rabble. The last couple weeks we have watched our listens, and it's just blown both of our minds with what's happened. <laughs> And you hear people say that, and you're like, okay, drama yes. queens. Oh my but God, I I literally, when it happens, you're just like, what? <laughs> is 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 Jamie Kennedy going to come around the corner yeah. and be like, punked, bitch? And I'm going to be like, I understand. I get it. I get it. Fuck. Fuck, but right. I get it. But it, that's not I the fooled thing. you. It was really Austin Kutcher <laughs> listening to your episodes, oh, and that's it, man. He was the punk guy, not uh, Jamie Kennedy. Austin <laughs> Kutcher, you fucking stinky motherfucker. But it wasn't him. It wasn't him. Uh, we weren't punk, Dave. Uh, it we wasn't him. It was you guys. And yeah. we love you. We love you. And uh, we are going to take a couple weeks break uh, between 
the the Chatties here and season three. Oh, that sounds so cool. And we're we got some things planned, you guys, for season three. And I think you'll be amused. We're gonna expand even beyond podcasts. Um, if I can uh, drop some hints. And I think you'll be amused. Yeah, I think if, you'll be if I had one thing I could, one if I had one thing I could get like one wish for the podcast, mm -hmm. it would be more feedback from you guys. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Absolutely. Uh, to be honest, we might tell you, fuck you. I don't care what you like is for us because we've said that several times. Yeah. The fucking podcast is for us. And then you but tell we us, we think a lot of you back. guys are like us. Just yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of you guys are like us. You're just regular guys, like some scary movies, and like to have a good time, and that's what we're here for. But some of you, some of you were there for season one because you loved hearing me talk shit about Sarah Parker. <laughs> some of you were here for season two because you yes. wanted us to talk shit about uh, Charles Band. And some of you mm? are tuning in for season three <laughs> Because you know yes. that motherfucker, Sean William Scott, Stifler, we know what you did, motherfucker. And we're coming for you in season three. And we're coming hard, harder than your limp dick gets. Fuck oh you, Sean William Scott. I'm yeah. coming for you in season three. It's on. It's on, motherfucker. The Amen, celebrity brother. feud is back. It's back. It's hotter than ever. Hashtag. It's Stifler than ever. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be good. <laughs> so we will talk to you guys in just a couple weeks. Uh stay safe, stay scary. Oh, can that be a thing? Hashtag stay scary. Uh and we will be back uh very soon with some more horror house. Send them off, Dave. Send them off. Oh, okay. Uh uh Love you guys. Let us know how you think. Carry on rabble. Keep uh keep uh causing trouble out there. We Stay safe, but cause trouble. Later, dudes. Hello, and welcome to the Horror House Pod. Okay. Woo. <laughs> I'm starting over. I broke my ankles right with that noise. I did. <laughs> and titties. <laughs> and titties. <laughs>